0: Welcome to Sure and Steadfast, a podcast for women with practical and biblical encouragement for the everyday challenges we face as born-again believers. Hi, my name is Sarah, and I'll be sharing my daily faith journey with you. The valleys, the victories, and everything in between. Before I start today, I just want to take a moment and thank everyone for listening these past few weeks. It is a humbling thing to see and to hear that people are listening to something that I have prepared. And I also take it as a great responsibility. I also want to thank everyone and tell you that I really appreciate those of you that have taken the time to send me messages of feedback, messages of encouragement. And those of you that have offered words of encouragement in person, I greatly appreciate it. And with that, Welcome to Episode 5 of Sure and Steadfast. In today's episode, we will be looking at establishing our identity in Christ. Where is your identity found? Often we find our identity in the things that we do, or we'll find our identity in the positive and negative things that happen to us. If you're a mom, I can guarantee you that you've placed a lot of your identity in being a mother. And we can get caught up in this hamster wheel type of mentality. Always spinning, always chasing after being the person that does X, Y, and Z. Even in the church, we get locked into this path. The simplicity of knowing God and coming to his feet is not a ranking system. Often in our careers or different aspects of our life, we strive to work ourselves up the ladder of success. I think sometimes we as Christians have adopted some of that mindset and and put it in the church. And I think we need to get rid of that, a mindset of ranking up and actually start being a people that finds their contentment and their identity just simply resting on, I know the Lord. Where do our hearts lie? Especially if you name the name of Jesus and you consider yourself a Christian, what are the things you are doing? What are the things you are working towards that are shaping your identity in an unhealthy way? And when I say unhealthy, I mean unhealthy spiritually. What are we doing for the kingdom? And what are we doing that is totally disconnected from the confidence that we have that we know the Lord? For me personally, my dream is not a huge platform or to have a big sphere of influence and talk in front of thousands of people. My dream in life is not that I'm going to do this big grand thing someday. I don't really think that way. My desire and my dream have always been... That I will continually be on fire for the Lord and that I am continually growing and knowing him. I'm not saying that I'm by any means living up to that dream, but it is my desire. And because I would be growing and knowing him, I am also growing in loving Jesus and loving others. You cannot love the Lord and others as it calls you to in the Bible without first knowing him. In Matthew twenty two, thirty four to thirty nine. It says, But when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together. Then one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him, and saying, Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like it you shall love your neighbor as yourself i think it is important that in loving the lord and others we also recognize the areas where we have put false security and false identity in place so that is the question i'm going to be focusing on in this episode what do you find your identity in where are you placing your identity this can be a difficult thing to wrestle with especially if we have built our identity in something that brings us income, for instance. I'm not suggesting that we all quit our jobs and all our side businesses, but rather that we evaluate where we find and place our identity. Are you finding your identity truly in Christ, and not in what you do? I don't suggest that you try to find your identity in some mystical way that we see is popular you will ultimately end up more lost than when you started. So often we hear the phrase, I am trying to find myself, or she took a year off or he took a year off because they are trying to find themselves. Or you hear somebody say, I finally found myself. Every time I hear something like that, I feel like screaming, you need to find Jesus, not yourself. I want to encourage you to find your identity in Christ practically by knowing God. We are obsessed with labels in this world. Night owl versus morning person, introverted or extroverted, focused or scatterbrained, confrontational or passive, coffee or tea. It is a form of trying to please someone or to be accepted by someone. I mean, the sheer horror on the faces of people, when they hear that I hate and despise coffee is enough for me to try and identify as a coffee drinker, when really my heart lies with almost anything besides coffee. When I am with God, I don't need any labels. He doesn't care if I'm a coffee or a tea drinker, or if I'm really introverted. I don't need labels with God. As a teenager in church, I would sometimes hear that I should place my identity in Christ. At the time, seeing as I was a teenage girl, it was usually focused on self-esteem and outward appearance and learning to acknowledge that God created us to be who we are. While that is important, I matured in knowing God and I have learned that placing my identity in Christ is much more than that and much more drastic than just appreciating the skin that we're in. To put your identity in Christ means that we stop trying to put our identity in anything else. I love my family, but they are not my whole identity. If I did not have them, I would still be loved by God. I am an introverted person, but that is only a small part of who I was created to be. If I all of a sudden woke up extroverted, I would still be loved by God. When I say loved by God here, I do not mean this in a generalized way. God loves you and me in a moment by moment, intimate and personal way, regardless of the many labels we categorize ourselves with. Let's take just a moment to look into the word of God and see what it says about our identity. In the beginning, it tells us that we are created in God's own image. Genesis 127 so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. It also tells us that before we were born, God knew us. Jeremiah 1 5. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. We also find that we are handmade uniquely and with great attention to detail. In Psalm 139, And in your book they all were written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. In Hosea and in Galatians we learn that God does not want our religious diligence, fancy prayers, or big sacrifices, but that we become his child when we personally accept the invitation he made on the cross. For I desire mercy and not sacrifice, and the knowledge of God more than burnt offerings. Hosea 6, 6 Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Christ Jesus, that we might be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law, no flesh shall be justified. Galatians two sixteen. When we believe, repent, and trust in Jesus, we become a temple of His Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? 1 Corinthians three sixteen. Then he personally works to sanctify us and to guide us. Being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ, Philippians one six. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Romans 12, 1-2 So what does it mean to put or place your identity in Christ? Well, the root of the how to this question in my opinion, is realizing that we are sinners in desperate need of a Savior. While everyone in the world is His creation, while we are in sin, there is no distinction between who you are and the rest of the world. But when we accept the gift of salvation, we become His children. We become a new creature. This is the root of placing your identity in Christ. When we accept Christ, he changes our identities by removing the names that the world gives us and instead calls us his very own. Romans 8, 12-17 talks about how we are God's children and joint heirs with Christ if we are led by the Spirit. In 2 Corinthians 5.17, it tells us that we are a new creation if we are in Christ. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Rejecting the behaviors of the world is a very important step in embracing your true identity in Christ. When we fix our gaze on God, the Holy Spirit can transform us from the inside out. If you are looking to develop into the best version of yourself, look no further than God and who you are because of who he is. The enemy will do everything it takes to make you doubt your identity in Christ. If you depend on what society says is acceptable and praiseworthy, I promise you that you will be in a never-ending chase of attaining. You will never be satisfied, and your pursuit of God will be poisoned. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is living and powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Trends are temporary. Nothing lasts forever except for the Word of God, and nothing is as powerful as the Word of God. His Word tells us that He created you with intention. You were not a coincidence. Root your identity in what He did for you on the cross, and live your life with purpose. When we rely on who God is, We can see our flaws and imperfections and commit them to God. You were created beautifully, yes, but don't just leave it at that. Remember that we are constantly being perfected in Christ and that in our weakness, he is strong. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. 2 Corinthians 12:9 and 10 In relying on who God is, you will explore unimaginable depths, he will strengthen you, and you will have the ability to do all things through Christ. His strength is only made perfect in our weakness, in our daily brokenness. For I, through the law, died to the law, that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me, Galatians 2, 19 and 20. The secret to truly finding yourself is realizing that, in fact, it is not yourself that you are looking for, but Christ. Root your identity in Christ and what he did for you on the cross. Join me next time as we explore finding joy and peace amidst chaos.